Hello, my name is Anoa Changa. The Way with Anoa. now however you want to you want to call it because uh, let Hillary Clinton tell it she's the only thing that can save us from the coming apocalypse so just brace yourself because the end of the world is here <laughs> good evening everyone and welcome to this edition of the way with Fanoa it is October 11th 2016 we are exactly four Tuesdays four Tuesdays from the 2016 general election are you excited can you feel it. Um, just to note, if you are on the optimistic side and you want to be a part of that, you know, last ditch effort to save humanity, there is a Green Party town hall, um, I believe it is, happening on C-SPAN at 9. Um, stay tuned to the channel because Ben will be streaming and then we'll have extended coverage afterwards. Um, so, you know, if you're the optimistic types out there, you know, you're, you're, you're that, 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 that last team of astronauts ready to go, you know, make sure that big asteroid doesn't hit the Earth, planet Earth. Stay tuned. Check out what's going on with the Green Party afterwards. Um, or if, you know, you're terrified and you think that you got to go, like, hunker down in the bunker, one of the two million who gets selected, talking about Deep Impact. Have you ever seen Deep Impact? It's a good movie. I, I really think we should talk about our favorite, you know, forget the show. We're just going to talk about our favorite apocalyptic <laughs> movies and experiences, right? No, I'm just joking. But in Deep Impact, you know, they pick like 2 million people by lottery or whatever. There's important people and they put them in some cavern is the plan, right? It's part of the plan. Everybody else, you're on your own because the federal government only planned for this small group of people and most of them are artists military folks in the government. So, um, so yeah, so, so, so why am I talking about the end of the world? Well, um, kind of wasn't what I was going to talk about this night. You know, there's, there's always some great news and I, you know, I love lifting up the work of local activists and, and other people and issues that's going on, but so much crap has just been dropped in our laps in the last, you know, uh, of several days since the last time I spoke with you um, here at The Way. Um, if you uh, did not get a chance to check out the uh, presidential debate uh, Sunday night, um, definitely, or if, or if you did and you want to hear a different viewpoint than what you've heard so far, check out my podcast, my latest podcast um, with Dr. Trisha Callender of uh, Spanner Strategies. We, we chopped it up and um, that will be up this evening along with this show on on the website so definitely that'll drop as well so um definitely check that out you know there there so we've had several different dumps from podesta's john podesta's emails 
we've had the Trump nonsense, right? And apparently there is an article in the New York Times Magazine um, where I quote, quote Hillary Clinton, because that's what the author of the article does. Um, she states, and of course, this is possible. This, this is tongue in cheek. You know, she's she's being, he's making humor light of the situation. But when you look at what is happening with the Democratic Party, what is coming out of the party, you know, ever since she, it's been, it's been, it's been building up, right? And we're we're almost at the climax of all of this with this notion that Donald Trump. It's not just a catastrophe. He's not just an idiot. He's not just a buffoon. He really is, you know, the second coming of, you know, the anti, whatever, whatever you believe in, whatever it is, or the first coming, whatever you believe in, he he's going to bring all humanity and all civilization to an end. That is really how they act. Now, never mind that this is the crap show of their own creation, right? Um, I had a great opportunity to talk with Brian Becker of Loud and Clear, along with um, his producer, Walter Spolorek. Um, Walter, forgive me if I mispronounced your last name. <laughs> um, but but we were talking about whose fault is at this point we're at right now, right? Because politics, politically, this is a crap fest. I mean, in the last 72 hours, we have had major, major actors within the Republican National Committee, within the Republican Party, pulling their support from the nominee. When has that happened? Like, on the eve of election, when have we seen, you know, the party, you know, sucked it up and got behind him? He's been a crap show since he ran. He was a crap show when he ran the first time, but he was a joke. You know, he regrouped, got some advice from his buddy, for his golf buddy, Bill, his bestie. You know, we're going to get into that too. You know, they love to ham it up and talk crap about women together, apparently. Uh, Bill, Ben, uh, Ben. <laughs> I'm on a roll here and it's just all coming out. But Bill, Trump, DT. It don't get nobody off the hook. You can't you can't throw nobody else under the bus to save you, bro. Like nah, like like Bill's in another category of himself, and that does need to be talked about. We are gonna get into all of this tonight because I'm tired. I'm so sick and tired. And you know what? The only thing that stands between us and ruin is us. Let's just be all real. It is us. It is those of us who are willing to call BS out on all fronts. It is those of us who are willing to be active, engaged, and involved, and organizing for a better tomorrow. And that's what we got to keep doing no matter what. Who watches The Walking Dead? Anybody watching Walking Dead? I mean, because it, that is the end of the world. Like, like that is awful. I mean, how many situations you got to be in where all certainty of death and the end of civilization, of everything as you know it, and yet they keep going. They keep going. They find their bit of humanity where they can, and they try to build whatever piece of themselves. So, no, I'm not saying this is a zombie apocalypse, and I got to rip somebody's throat out because somebody might try to rape my son. I mean, if you, if you leave kids around Donald Trump, you never know what might happen. I mean, you know, Bill Clinton wrote the Little of Express, too, so you never know. You might have to keep kids away from all of them. Hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your husbands. I mean, who knows? Hide your boy children, hide your girl children. <laughs> you know, you never know what might happen. But being real serious, though, we are being fed. We're being fed something that is creating a massive panic and hysteria. You know, it's feeding into our collective anxiety 
of, of what we need to do next in this country, right? Like, like, and this happens every election cycle. Like, oh my God, the fate of the world is in our hands. We have to go vote. And, and fear can be a useful tool for doing things. However, in this instance, what we have to ha- what we have happening right now, we have a Democratic Party that was so heavy-handed in trying to manipulate a particular outcome. Now, I'm a conspiracy, I'm not the conspiracy terrorist type, right? But the more and more we have these leaks coming out, and the more and more we see the things that people speculated and just could not definitively prove be proven. I hear y'all CNN, you don't actually feed people questions except for what you do. Um, you know, Donna, you never you passed you got emails from both campaigns, but did you pass information to both campaigns? Let's just keep it over. I mean, you know, the lack of this, this is the type of things that feeds into the mistrust that people have for Hillary Clinton, but also what people have for the DNC as a whole, right? Because instead of admitting, and let's be real, Hillary Clinton admitted them them emails was real. How do I know she admitted them emails was real? Because when she got asked a question about an alleged email, right? An email that allegedly said, she said, blah, 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 Lincoln. She goes, oh yeah. I, I was talking about Abraham Lincoln and blah, 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 and this and that. If it was a fake email, how the hell is she going to remember talking about it? Like, let's just be real here. Her campaign spent all day, oh, it's fake, or oh, we can't figure out what's fake, and da, 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 and they plant stories. How do we know you plant stories? Because we got the emails to prove y'all plant stories. We got the emails to prove that y'all been colluding all the way up and down the pipeline since the beginning of the primary, since the primary even before it officially began. Y'all was colluding and doing this, that, and the other to make sure that you had the deck stacked right. But here's the problem. When you so damn heavy handed, when you work in such a fashion to dictate a particular outcome without any cause of concern for what the long-term consequences are of your actions, you have the situation we have now. Possible low turnout, a base that don't want nothing to do with you, <laughs> and a craptastic opponent on the other side. It is great that all these Republicans, these generals, these people from the Bush administration want to support Hillary Clinton. You know, we even got Glenn Beck on our team. Oh, yeah, it's National Coming Out Day. I didn't tell y'all, did y'all? I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. It's National Coming Out today. I'm coming out as a Hillary supporter. (laughs) I can't even keep a straight face with that one. Like, I can't even keep a straight face. Like, (laughs) I had you, didn't I? I'm in a great mood tonight. And my daughter was like, you are hysterical. Like, you're giddy. Like, like your, your, your anxiety is so bad. And I have no qualms talking about this. Like, I do have anxiety. I've been going to counseling all, all since, since, uh, since the summer. I do have anxiety. I have frustration tolerance. Um, yeah, I have issues and situations that I cannot absolutely control. I'm going to keep it real. You know, a lot of us do um, in, in, in the world today. And I think that politicians rely on that. They rely on being able to, you know, people worry about where their next paycheck is going to come from. People worry about different things that go on in their lives. And they play to that and try to manipulate you to vote a certain way. You know, now we have, if you're a black voter, or even with Latino voters, you may experience this as well. I'm not sure, um, but you know, I'm not going to try and speak for nobody. But I can say, as a black voter, you know, we had we, they will trot out John Lewis with the quickness to tell us about how he got his head beat in 
He suffered for us to vote. My G, my family's from up north. We not from the south. So, uh, in my immediate family, either way, and this might be a tad on the ignorant side to say, but please stop acting like that. Every black person in America could not vote until 1965 when the Voting Rights Act was passed. Please. My grandma voted plenty in New York City. I'm just saying. So did my granddad. My mom and my daddy voted back in the day. <laughs> well, actually, no, they were kind of radical and didn't believe in the system. So, not really. My mom's always been a Green Party voter when she did vote, though. But seriously, my grandparents, my grandparents voted. I mean, they're, they're, they're about to say they're, they're contemporaries of, of John Lewis, but they weren't living in the Deep South. And that is something else that we do not talk about. I'm going to touch on that, too. I'm going to touch on a lot of stuff. So if you guys want to call in and jump in on some of this, you can, or you can just listen to me go, because this is what I'm going to do. Um, so we have a supernova. We have, a, it's, 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 we have a type 2 supernova in progress. We are at the eye of the storm right now. And when a type 2 supernova, before it explodes and blows the shit out of everything, oops, excuse my language, it implodes. It sucks everything in, right? It's a vacuum. So I was watching um, Voltron this weekend with my kids. You know, it's a remake. Apparently, Netflix Netflix has a lot of original programming. I've been kind of lazy and actually haven't watched Netflix. Finally watched Luke Cage. Ooh, ooh, Luke Cage. Um, but uh, we watched the new, there's a new Voltron. They remade Voltron, very good. Um, not the same as the original. My original will always take place, you know, has, has special place in my heart, but this was good. But there was a scene where, you know, you got the five lions and and they have to try and, and the castle is a ship. So the ship is being, you know, driven into an exploding star, a supernova. And so I'm sitting here watching it. And I'm watching how it's just sucking everything in, right? It's just sucking in everything that it can. It's not, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what the matter, you know, what it is. It's just sucking in everything. And that's like this political cycle that we're in, right? We're at this point now, you know, supposedly the Democrats are the good guys and the Republicans are the bad guys. The lines are blurred. And everybody's been sucked into this crap show and there we don't have a way out. And what's going to happen is, you know, someone's going to win, but really we're all going to lose, because we have this duopoly, right? And, 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 and we have this system that is dependent upon these two parties functioning a certain way, allegedly, presumably, you know, work with me here. Um, we can argue, you know, the merits of whether or not the system should be that way, but, but we do. We have a system that, that, that is a certain way. And without one of them functioning, even in its dysfunctional manner that it, it's been functioning, you know, it's the Republicans have been been functioning in a dysfunctional state for quite some time now, and now they are imploding. But the Democrats are trying to overcompensate, and by trying to overcompensate, we have a complete system that's being thrown out of whack. Now, here, here is here is where you know progressives who have decided they're going to stay within the party and, and do some work or Green Party, or if you're, you know, PSL or Working World Party, or whatever whatever your focus, if you're an independent, whatever your focus is, but if you have candidates that you are trying to organize and work with, there is a situation right now with less than 30 days to go where if you can get mobilized and engaged, we might really see some stuff happening because people are pissed. People are disgusted with what's going on. You got Trump supporters protesting the RNC themselves. Like, like there's so much going on right now. Like, the field is now blown wide open. And the hubris, the Clinton campaign, everybody can say, like, oh, well, clearly he's bad. He's awful. You have to get with us, you know. But, I mean, 
that 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 if you do that that's fine you know do what you feel like you have to do to survive the end of the world because we all have to make peace at the end of the day with what we do but please believe that it is okay to define things on your own terms and, and fight for a better tomorrow isn't that what Rick and the Rickettes do on on The Walking Dead? They they sure are in in some deep stuff all the time, but they find a way. I mean, besides the fact that we know the show did wasn't getting canceled, who really thought they were going to get out of Terminus alive? But they did, and they fought another day and found a safe haven until that got blown up to pieces. So I mean, that's the beauty of humanity. We're not quite cockroaches, but we have a great way of surviving and and making it through to the next time. I know. I'm 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 on one tonight, but but it's 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 interesting. So this whole notion, like right, I have a caller. Caller, what is your name? Where are you calling from? What's your comment or question? Uh, yes, hello. This is Jared from downtown PA, a first time caller. Uh, I Hi, used to Jared. call Thank on you for calling. Ben's show and other uh, talk shows. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice nice to talk with you. Um, Thank you. I'm calling. Pretty good. Uh, I'm calling about the um, the debate and okay. the freak sh- uh, freak show. I'm going to call it. It's more of a freak show. Uh, the whole thing was awful to watch. Um, there was no real substance brought up in the debate. Climate change wasn't even brought up as a question. Uh, I think Hillary Clinton actually mentions uh, that she still supports the no-fly zone in Syria, which is really mm-hmm. scary because that could really get us into a major conflict with Russia, Syria, and Iran if, if she were to actually implement that. I don't right. know why she's saying that insane stuff she's saying. Um, but yeah, the whole debate was just a total joke, and then you had Trump just walking around there acting like a gorilla or something. He was just, uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I think he's losing his brain. But yeah, the whole debate was just a joke. Well, what did you think? Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for calling in. Definitely appreciate you. Hope you call in again. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. And I'm going to get up because, like I said, I did some commentary last night on the debate. It's, it's very, very thorough analysis. Um, but but I will say I absolutely agree. It was a complete freak show is a great way, and it keeps me from cursing. <laughs> it keeps me honest with my with my iTunes rating. But but freak show is absolutely you know right. It's substantive. It sucks substantively. I mean if you're if you're if you if any of those people really were undecided voters, I mean Donald Trump came off awful. I mean he did really seem like a creep. Like if you, if you, if you, so let me just get into some of the vitriol. Cause we, we've, we, I mean, there's been so much conversation about it and, 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 and if anyone thinks that the NBC or whomever was sitting, they were sitting on that tape of him. They sat on that tape of him until there was an opportune time. Right. And they used the moment when the, 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 the latest leaks start coming out to release that tape. And that's all anyone can talk about. And to just kind of take a segue, you know, to get really serious for a moment, this whole conversation, this has become political theater. And it's very disgusting to me personally how the, the, the topics and the very real lived experiences of so many have, have, have become, you know, a cannon fodder for this war between two rich people who really, at the end of the day, don't, you know, they're still going to be fine whether they win or lose this. But it's a lot of us, the everyday Americans... Did y'all catch that email? Everyday Americans, she's sick of us. Yeah, so it's the everyday Americans who really have a lot at stake 
with elections. And again, we need to get it in our head that it's not just presidential elections that matter. It is congressional, state, local, you know, county. These elections absolutely matter. And we have to change the way we engage with the system that governs us. We have to. It is a moral imperative. Regardless of who you vote for, whether you go three, third party, you abstain, you vote for one of the two you know, main party candidates, regardless of what you do, we have to change the way we engage in other election cycles. We have to. That includes showing up at city council meetings. If you can't, in a lot of places, if you can't show up at a city council meeting, they have the minutes online. You can submit comments online. You can email your state legislator. You, you can start a petition with your own community and get your city council person to actually do something that needs to be done in your community. Like you have the power to do that. So be serious for a moment. But so I absolutely agree about the debate and I'll definitely get a link up to, to after the show, I'll get a link up to my commentary because like I said earlier on, I got to talk with Dr. Trish Callender. Um, she's a political analyst and she's president and CEO of Spanish Strategies. You know, really awesome woman. Um, she, she dropped a piece in Huffington Post, I think either Sunday night right after the debate or uh, Friday, yesterday morning, doing some really great coverage of the debate, but it didn't do anything. It actually made me really sad for the country. It made me really sad for people who really believe in both parties. Um, and it definitely showed one, why we need um, to have the other candidates participating in the debate, because then it's not so polarizing anymore, because that was just a personal pissing contest between the two of them. Well, really between them and Bill Clinton. Right, because really it's like Hillary Clinton and the moderators and Bill Clinton against Trump. That that's really what 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 ends up happening. Um, and I really think strategically that 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 Trump is just not skilled enough because he had some attacks and people can argue about whether they're valid or not. But he had some attacks that he they they just they just came off he just came off creepy. His stage presence just just so much. So I will definitely make sure I get that link up because we go. It's about an hour long. It's about forty five minutes to an hour of commentary on the debate and stuff. But but I just want to talk about the state of where we're at right now, because there are more and more people. Like I said, Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck is talking about, you know, folks need to not support Trump. Um, I was surprised he didn't you know suggest people support Gary Johnson, the libertarian candidate. But, you know, um, it seems to be, you know, folks are leaning towards him. And this should this should scare us even more, actually. Mike Pence should scare us. And the fact that not only the quote unquote moderate Republicans were swinging, you know, to, to the Democratic nominee, but the fact that the right wing, the far racist, homophobic, anti-choice right wing are swinging this way. Because here becomes the problem. Because with them, with their donors, with their policymakers, here becomes the problem. Because now we have a party that has already swung center right to get that attention, to get those votes, where do the liberals, the, the real left, the progressives, you know, where do the rest of us go? Where do we belong? Because there's no way in hell we can coexist with Glenn Beck. There's no way in hell that we can coexist with all these different people coming out of the Bush administration who have now, who are not only supporting her, but some are even fundraising for her. Because we already, we already, you know, she talked on during, you know, Hillary Clinton talked about being able to, uh, 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 you know, being committed to getting rid of Citizens United. They always talk about Citizens United. They never talk about um, McCutcheon v. SBC, which was a 2014 case in the vein of Citizens United. That's the case that removed aggregate donation limits 
And, 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 and as of, I think it was October 2015, I don't know if they've done an updated, you know, analysis of this, but at the start of this election cycle, she was the candidate that had most heavily exploited that ruling and that opening and the donations. So how can you, how can we trust someone to fix a system that they most definitely are exploiting and benefiting from? And how can I trust you, right, Miss, I'm going to, you know, stand with the mothers, and she needs to renounce Glenn Beck. She needs to renounce a lot of the people who are now coming out down in, in her side. Renounce, denounce, like seriously, because Glenn Beck is a racist. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's a homophobe, he's a racist, he is, he's a classist. There's so much so wrong with Glenn Beck. And this today is the epitome of, this This is the end of the world. He he has, I mean, you know, what is it? Was it the prosecutor who who prosecuted them for, for, for uh, uh, what is it? Not <laughs> Whitewater. I mean, this is, this is, this is insane. We spent all these years being told that they hate them. The, the, the Republicans hate them because of, you know, they created all these right-wing conspiracies. This is how you know this has all been political theater the last several decades. This is how you know. And, 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 and we have had this heavy-handed action to get, to, to fabricate, to fabricate this, uh, 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 accomplishment of the first woman president instead of allowing someone to exist because here's the thing instead of giving people the joy of actually experiencing this right like when, when Barack Obama when Barack Obama uh, uh, ran for, for office he stayed away from the fact that he'd be the first black you know democratic nominee he did not he, even though race was an issue it was an issue because it was put upon him not because he himself made it an issue the Clinton campaign and their and their ilk have 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 taken gender and taken identity and worn it, and not as a badge of honor, no 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 no, as some annoying juicy couture throwback sweatsuit that you just wish somebody would never ever wear again. It it is it is it is beyond. It's it, and it's not even that I feel like someone has to downplay their gender or their sexuality or anything to get someplace. Not at all. Because I, many of us have said it time and time again, I would love, I would love to be nothing more than enthusiastic and jumping through the moon. I would love to be working because the fact that my kids are, are, are they're willing to work on political campaigns, right? I saw that in the primary with Bernie Sanders. I would love to be working on the campaign of the first woman, you know, major uh, party nominee. I would love to be doing that with my daughter right now, right? I would love for my daughter who will be of age to vote in 2020. I would love to be doing this with her right now. This would be great for her. You think either one of us care? Like seriously. Because the way that the, the entitlement, the hubris, the way this has happened, I'm just sitting here like, okay, well, you know, uh, keep keep bumping her up in the polls. Hopefully Trump crashes and burns and then everybody can feel comfortable voting for Jill Stein who wants to vote for her. That's really my, my, my feeling right now. And I understand that, you know, Al Gore is on the trail now. Shout out to Big Al. 
man bear pig <laughs> anybody watch south park anybody 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 okay well um al gore you know they, they brought out al gore al gore is in florida reminding everyone of why voting is so important every vote matters yeah it also matters that you're a good candidate that you run a good campaign that you got a tight ground game and that you got a good vp nominee running with you and not that whacktastic dude that al had with him back in 2000. Also, it would be pretty good if you can carry your home state. You know, that 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 makes for a good candidate too. You know what I'm saying? Um, but so it's very interesting, you know, having Al Gore out there. Like Hillary Clinton's already proven that she can do what Al Gore couldn't, right? She's bringing in those conservative Democrats, aka Republicans in the presidential election. She's proving she can get those people. So she's showing that she can do what he can't do. But there was a piece I read recently that showed that said that her um, ground game that both her and Trump, their ground games are lacking in comparison to President Obama. And I think that there's been too much focus on personality. There's been too much focus on being personal, on slinging mud, and on fear. Obama worked so well. We can we can talk about the policy, we can talk about what we don't like and XYZ, you know what I'm saying? But he worked, you you as as to quote Stacey Hopkins, shout out to Stacey Hopkins, um, Obama for America was a work of art. 2008, you know, the the ground game, the engaging of grassroots action, it was a work of art. It was beautiful. It was masterful. It was effortless. And that is why people turned out to vote because people felt engaged. They felt like they were doing something. They felt a part of a process. Now, most of us want to just hide under the covers and pray this all goes away. This is just a bad B-rated movie, you know, <laughs> with, 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 uh, <laughs> with, with, with Jack Black or somebody in it. I mean, this is the end. Or it's apocalypse now. I don't know. Um, but you know, think about it. Like, like at this point, it's it's just what outcome do you want to see, right? Because we, we've seen what we've seen come out of come out of the the the, the, the WikiLeaks, the most recent drops. And that's not, I mean, unfortunately, they're not gonna change, they're not gonna admit that wrong. All they're gonna do is Russia, Russia bag, Russia hacks. Guess what, America? America hacks too. And apparently America is the biggest damn hacker in the world. <laughs> America, apparently it is easier to be on the offense in cybersecurity than it is to be on the defense. America actually, I just read this, um, the United States actually has a pact, a, a no hacking pact with China that it recently entered. Um, apparently they didn't, they didn't do that with Russia. So if Russia is, you know, if Russia is in fact interfering with this election, um, this is the chicken coming home to roost to quote Malcolm X. I mean, you know, the U.S. has been a interfering in elections for at least the last hundred years or so. I mean, we have been overthrowing democratically elected go governments, whether we, we through the CIA sponsoring other totalitarian regimes to do so, or just outright interference. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, there, there, there are submarines and this came out in some of the information that came out with Edward Snowden in 2013, that there are submarines and there are some some of some of these submarines that are located near you know Russian territory to be able to pick up the cables. Um, 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 you know this is this is used for spies. I mean we we still have spies. We have, we still have spies who spy on other countries for information. And one of the things that was interesting with the China with the pack with China was the fact that China had started to hack private companies, right? Private you know Google, Yahoo, things of that nature, whatever. And and that was like unprecedented. You don't you don't hack 
private companies are proprietary. So private companies and proprietary information is a no. But governments, politics, et cetera, is a-okay. Got it. Um, I really would love, so if anybody out there knows anyone who's a cybersecurity expert, oh, you probably can't talk to me on the record then, huh? <laughs> but, or if anyone has actually read about this stuff, it'd be really great if we could we could chop it up sometime. Um, but just, just from some of the stuff I read, you know, shout out to, 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 to shout out to my girl who, who helped me do some research earlier. You're the best. Um, but, but seriously, you know, we're, we're so, we're being so freaked out that Russia may have hacked us. Um, and release this information, and there's not really a conversation about the content, the substance, right? I agree. There needs to be conversation about having a foreign power, potentially the possibility of foreign power hacking us. I mean, that is that is pretty, you know, freakish. Because as of right now, all it is is someone releasing information to help us be informed. But what happens, I mean, I do think there is a valuable conversation to have. But maybe the United States needs to stop flexing their muscles so damn hard and interfering with everybody else's stuff, and then maybe they leave us alone. Like, if you're instigating, if you're inviting yourself into other people's situations, why would they not then, you know, in turn to defend themselves, do the same, you know, going back? So that 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 so this whole Russia thing, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Um, you you still lied. You still cheated. You you still you know despite the fact that you claim you were neutral, you weren't. You you still planted stories that Bernie Sanders was racist or was white people only. You 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 still you know um, forwarded emails that you got from being on an undisclosed email list with one campaign to the other. You know there there's all this stuff that still happens. So we can sit here and point fingers at the Republicans and go. <laughs> We can laugh at, and what I'm saying we, it's just that general we that people use when they talk. You know, Democrats can sit here and laugh at the Republicans, like, your party's a shit show, come join us. It's a freak show, sorry, it's a freak show, come join us, we're better, ha ha ha, but you're so busy, ha ha ha, that your your kingdom is burning around you. Like, what are you going to have, this is a scorched earth scenario, what are you going to have at the end of the day? You know, what is going to be there? Um... And, you know, and I think that we see, we, we've, we've been talking about this, right? With the and, and if anyone, I got a chance, so, so much going on. Got a chance to watch 13th um, by Ava DuVernay. It's another, no, this is not a Netflix promo. <laughs> but, you know, there is some good content on there. Um, they uh, had a, um, they had the, 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 excuse me, the documentary uh, 13th about 13th Amendment and the rise of mass incarceration, you know, from slavery to now. Um, is is excellent. It's excellent. Watched it with the kids. That's how I ended up watching Voltron in the first place. They told me it was too woke. It was too woke too early on Sunday. So we watched it yesterday. It's great. But um, one of the things, you know, you look at, and they, they really go deep into the rise of, you know, the kind of tough on crime Democrat, a la, uh, 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 you know, a la Bill Clinton doesn't really get too deep into the centrist, the DLC and the centrist history. It doesn't really get into that. But, you know, that's pretty well established. And we've seen that turning tide of Democrats. Democrats were getting their butts kicked from Nixon on. And, you know, you kind of had that break in there with Jimmy Carter. That didn't last. Um, so when you come on the heels of Reagan, you come on the heels of Bush, you got it. You got to be bigger and better than the best. You got to get, you got to have the, a big gun, you know, like, like, like the Chronicles of Reddick, who's the bigger killer? Right. Like like you got to up 
you gotta out tough the tough guys. And and so we had this this increase. So what does that matter? So we we talked about how we've seen the Democratic Party go center right, right? It's become more of a centrist party. And we've seen it go, you know, a little further right. Now, you know, Obama in some areas, you know, helped bring it back a little bit, but in many ways he furthered some of the worst policies of the George Bush administration. W's administration, you know, we've seen Democrats double down on things like the Patriot Act. I mean, Patriot Act one and two were are disastrous. You know, Obama signed the Detention Act. There are so many different things that happened that you would think about as totalitarian or fascist, you know, um, weapons under the to be used by the federal government were, came under. Yes, it came under George Bush, but it came with the blessing of Democrats in Congress. And then it was reauthorized and it was, you know, kicked up a notch under, you know, our, 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 our new democratic administration. So, so again, so where do the rest of us go and what do we do? And so we need to stop just handing over the vote because centrist Democrats say to us, well, the Republics are really awful. This is going to happen. Everything's bad. You know, the Supreme court, I mean, You just got it. You just got it. You just got to vote. 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 No, I don't just have to give you my vote. I don't just have to give you my manpower, my labor, my woman power. I don't, you know, they always say black women lead, right? I mean, that's been one of the biggest things that come out of the last several elections. We turn out, especially when we talk about the left, we turn out in huge numbers in proportion to other voters, et cetera, et cetera. But no, I'm not a mule. I don't have to do anything for you. None of us do, right? You know, we've seen all these progressive organizations. We've seen the Working Families Party. We've seen Move On. We've seen DFA. We've seen so many organizations give their credibility. We've seen Bernie Sanders do it, right? Give their credibility to the Clinton machine. And for what in return? This pissing contest with Donald Trump? I mean, we, you know, like the caller said before, we, we've gotten no, con- we've got, we've had no questions about, about in the presidential elections anyway, you know, we haven't had a meaningful conversation on race and, 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 and economic issues. You know, we talk about jobs, but that's just such an amorphous concept. We talk about the middle class as, you know, you know, people under $250,000. And I understand where those numbers come from, but they're still total crap and need to change. I mean, because a family that's making, you know, $250,000 and a family that's making $50,000, $25,000 are not in the same, they're not in the same scenario and should not all be lumped together at all. Those concerns and issues are very different. And no, presidents can't, 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 you know, make policy to serve everyone, but at the same time, our legislatures can, our state and, and local bodies can, and we need to, 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 to act accordingly. Um, but we have these unholy alliances forming, and it's it's very interesting. It's very disconcerting um, as we continue to move forward. And 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 you know everyone's so stuck on this moral imperative to defeat Trump. Okay, let's defeat Trump. Let's defeat Pence because Pence really scares me. Let's defeat the Republicans. Let's win the presidency for Hillary Clinton. Let's do this for Hillary. Let's have her back because that's what this is all about, right? This is all about her. This is absolutely, don't, don't be confused any other way. This is not about women. This is not about anything. Because what, what else did we see come out in the emails, right? They were planning on sabotaging the, uh, the, the run war and war run group. 
So it's not about any woman. It's about a particular woman. Same thing when we saw, you know, her lack of support for Zephyr Teachout when she ran for governor against Baby Cuomo, right? It's every woman when it's her, not when it's someone else that may stand in a way of a particular issue, policy, or personal interest that she has at stake. And that's my problem. And as we go forward, like I said, I never tell anyone how to vote. I'm going to go off and do what I'm going to do, but I'm never going to tell you how to vote because I understand, I absolutely understand talking to people how they feel. Like I talk, one of my best friends from law school, we talk all the time about this and she's a girl, guess what, with her. And I'm going to be honest, if I lived in one of these battleground communities, I may be tempted to be the same because it's a very different, it's very different. I live in Georgia. Even with, I mean, just this weekend, even with all the stuff that came about Trump, the Georgia Republicans doubled down. Alabama Republicans are doubling down. People have doubled down on him. So, and the ground game is non-existent for for the for 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 everyone else. So, I, I have the I have the right. I can vote. I don't feel emotionally blackmailed into voting other than the way my gut is telling me what to do. And that's what's happening. You know, I, when I was talking to my girl earlier, I said I said I have the privilege. But really, it's not that I don't have the, it's not that I have a privilege. I guess you can look at not being emotionally blackmailed as a privilege, right? Not being accosted on a daily basis, assaulted with, with threats of legitimacy and morality if you don't vote a certain way. I guess we could call that privilege, but, but it's not, it's not that we're privileged for not voting for the Democratic nominee. It's that we are exercising, we're refusing to be bullied. This is self-determination. This is self-preservation and self-determination. So I, I hear what everyone's saying. They want to defeat fascism. There is a very interesting article that talks about 14 different um, facets of fascism. And, and it ranks, you know, countries and stuff. And America has 14 out of 14. You know, we, we, we need to stop allowing. And this is why, you know, I'm, I'm a growing... I'm a growing outlet, the way of Noah. I'm the content that I'm trying to build and provide. But you know, you have the Benjamin Dixon, so you have Tim Black, you have other groups, you have the Real Progressives, you have other groups out there that are that are really working. Of course, we have Democracy Now. Um, kind of used to have TYT, but whatever. Um, but you know, we're we're building out opportunities to have conversations that challenge mainstream narratives because they're so problematic. I mean, this is borderline brainwashing with the stuff that's happening now. Like to go back to what has happened with all the conversation around sexual assault, and sexual harassment. You know, I, I understand and I appreciate the fact that there are women who felt that they were given space to speak out confidently about things that have been endured and been suffered or experienced in silence. But there is a way this conversation has has been that's been happening that's very manipulative. It's dishonest. And I'm not talking about different individual people sharing their stories. I'm talking about the campaigns and the media. The campaigns, both campaigns and the media. Hillary's campaign and Donald's campaign. And the way the media, the way they're handling this narrative, I'm sorry. I, I have said it before, you know, what Bill Clinton has done. And I understand, everyone hold on for a second, because I try to do this on Twitter and Twitter's not always the best place to make good points. So I don't believe the fact that, that a man having an affair or doing something can automatically be imputed against his wife. Okay, that's the first line. But, or however, hang in there with me. When you enable 
that bad actor to do certain things, that reflects on you personally and your choice and judgment. Also, when you are choosing, and several of you made this point to me on Twitter, and I absolutely agree, didn't get a chance to make the point because y'all jumped in my attempt to do a thread, but that's okay. Um, Excellent point, though. When you're talking about putting that person, especially when you're talking about being administration that's empowering of women, and you're talking about someone that has frustrated opportunity, possibility, and advancement of women in many ways, that also needs to be called into question. So I think there's a way strategically to do this that has not yet been done by either camp. Because what Donald Trump did with 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 bringing out, you know, some of Bill Clinton's alleged victims, I thought was disgusting and exploitive. Now I understand these women, you know, and these are women who have been shamed and I and 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 shooed away from the spotlight. These women who've been publicly, you know, uh, um, castigated and dogged. And, and based on their stories, they Hillary Clinton has taken part of that. So I understand maybe from that perspective why they would want to have a spotlight to finally have a voice, right? Because they feel that they've been wrong and, and, and more than likely they, they were on some level. But the way the Trump campaign is capitalizing on it is what disgusts me. Because he has bad behavior of his own and he's trying to get out of it by bringing up the bad behavior of someone else. And no one, none of these campaigns are com- are concerned with any of these women involved. You know, people are dragging the names and experiences of other people through the mud for votes, for political points. It is the lowest of the low right now. And right now, we, well, while all this is going on, you have actions with Fight for 15 workers, with Fight for 15 organizers, demanding that organizations like McDonald's actually not only uphold, but enforce their sexual harassment policies. There was some statistic I saw, um, this might not be absolutely correct, so I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I think it was about 40% of women working in low-wage positions experience sexual harassment of some degree. And in some instances, it's repeated. And if you don't have, if your job depends upon what you're doing, Right. I mean, not your job depends on what you're doing. If your job depends upon that person that's doing it and you need that job. If you have a corporation, if you have a management structure that's not actually don't have your back on shit. I got to stop because I'm on a roll tonight and I'm sorry. It's just it's just on stuff that is illegal, stuff that's that's impermissible, that should not be occurring, that's immoral, that's devaluing to human beings. And, 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 And let's be clear, you know, men, you know, can be subject to sexual assault and sexual harassment, too. And, but in in having these conversations, we're so focused on how this affects this privileged woman in power who may or may not have had something to do with, with actually objectifying and subjugating these other women that we don't have the same desire to stand by the hundreds and thousands of women across the country every day who are going through these experiences in their workplace. I challenge people who are so outraged by something that Trump has said. And let's just be clear, Trump is the jerk he has always been. You think Hillary and Bill didn't know who this was? You think Bill Clinton didn't know who he was when he sat down in what was it, June, July of 2015 and decided to talk to him about running for president? You think he didn't know who he was talking to? All this, oh my God, he said the N-word. Where are the takes? You people really don't think they don't know who they're dealing with? They know exactly who they're dealing with. Why? Because they was they've been hanging out with him. 
They was front and center at his. I mean, you don't you don't just go front and center. Who who goes to people's weddings that they don't like? Oh wait, unless they're your political donors and you need some of that money they got. You need some of that guap. <laughs> Maybe then you go there. But 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 all this is a is is it's a farce. It is a farce. And here we are now. Like I said, we are four weeks away from the general election. Um, Again, coming up in 12 minutes, if you want to see some real politics happening, I mean, I know a lot of people have their their own issues and doubts. I have plenty of issues and doubts with Jill Stein, but I definitely think if you want to see mature conversation happening right now, she's more mature than the rest of them. I think she has some moments herself, and again, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat anybody, but overall, I think what is happening with her campaign, what's happening with some of the lesser known campaigns, you know, shout out to Gloria LaRiva and Eugene Perrier, um, the Lamont Lilly ticket also with the Working World Party. Um, I, I really do think that there, there is really honest discourse and conversation and there are meaningful opportunities for us to build for those next steps, whether it's looking towards mayoral elections happening coming up next year. Oh yeah, if you were in New York, and you want to vote in the primary, right? The mayoral primary happens, you know, in 2017, sometime in the springtime. I believe today is the deadline. It's either today or tomorrow. Check, check. Today or tomorrow is the deadline to register to vote. Like, how arbitrary, arcane, asinine is that? We saw the same thing happen in the, in the presidential primary, same thing with, with the mayoral primary. Um, but, but progressives need to move. And we need to move the needle, and we can't sit here and wait for Democrats to realize that we're that 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 shy best friend that has always held them down in the '80s movie, and they should really pick us over the pretty, you know, popular girl. No, we don't. We don't got time for that. Like seriously, <laughs> like like we we don't have time for that. We don't have time for any more unholy alliances. We don't have time for problematic rhetoric and and allegiances. We have to move the needle. So if you do feel that it's your moral imperative to vote against Trump, you know, do you? I'm, I'm, you know, but if you out there shilling for Hillary, I'm sorry, you know, God bless your soul. And, and you you made your bed and you won't lie on it because um, I'm tired. I'm tired of this blame game. I'm tired of this, this, this little pity fight that's going on because instead of building up a strong movement. I mean, we really had the potential for something beautiful because even coming, even though there was the fierce battle between Hillary and Bernie that there was in the primary, it was very respectful comparatively to what is happening now. I mean, yes, we see what's coming out in the wash, but they decided, they chose, the Democrats chose to engage a particular way before, way before the first ballots were even cast. They chose this engagement. They they chose to suppress, and the way they suppressed the primary, you know, the primary. I, I kept saying to people, the primary, you know, the primary turnout is way down compared to 2008 when Barack Obama. Oh, primary. I have one idiot in particular who thinks he knows everything. Who I had to unfollow, which I generally don't unfollow people, but I had to unfollow this jerk. You know, well, primary that has never been that has never proven anything. You know, look at what happened with McGovern and da 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 da. da. Everyone who is a seasoned political analyst, Nate Silver and all the rest of you, you just need to walk off a short pier, like ASAP, because the conventional wisdom of the old no longer applies. We are in a very different cycle. We are in a very different world politically. Even with the rise of the 24th, I mean, even the way news is now as compared to what it was in 2008 and 2012, as well as social media, the game is completely different. And you cannot just sit here and say, well, what happened in the primary has no bearing on the general election. 
What happened in the primary absolutely has bearing on what's happening now in the general election. What happened at the DNC absolutely has bearing on what's happening now in the general election. And the fact that Democrats are having, you know, trouble making sure they're going to have reliable turnout where need where need be is absolutely directly related to the way they have engaged all the way through this election cycle. And we can say, oh, politics is dirty, oh, this, that, and the other. But when you are grimy, when you are nasty, and when you are so transparent that we see you, we see what you're doing, we've seen what you've done. <laughs> you know, like, here we are, though. So where do we go from here? And that is the conversation we're going to continue happening. Where do we go from here, and how do we organize for meaningful and sustainable long-term change? How do we help get good people elected like Jesse Smith in Alabama, Alabama 3rd Congressional District? You know, Jesse's running against an avowed Donald Trump supporter who has doubled down on that support, among other things. Jesse is a vet. Jesse is awesome. And I got to try and get Jesse on here ahead of election day. We have Attica Scott out in Kentucky running for, um, I think she's running for state representative. You know, we I've already talked so much about what's happening in Missouri. And and and, and this is this is this is just 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 to kind of flip back before I close out, the hypocrisy of Democrats. Because we have people all over the country right now, people in positions of power denouncing Trump, you know, speaking out against him, and yet they themselves either have been engaged or are engaged in situations where they exploit their power sexually with 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 with, with people under them. Or they're they're sexually assaulting people. They have sexually assaulted people. They're 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 standing by or supporting people who have been accused or proven to sexually assault people. Sexual harassment, stalking, all types of things. Right now in Missouri, you have Lacey Clay, a congressional you know member of the CBC, standing by uh, uh, not once, not twice, but three times accused rapist. Democrat. Just recently, these are credible allegations by all accounts. I mean, just just if, if if just the mere language of saying things alone is enough, then the fact that there are credible allegations against someone that should be enough for you to step back from them. And no, they they have doubled down in so many instances and cases. Um, Maureen Dowd actually did an interview recently where she talked about how feminism died a little bit under Bill Clinton because so many women, including Hillary Clinton, including Madeleine Albright gave up a piece of their dignity, a piece of their, um, they gave up the reputation to stand by him because, you know, like Al Gore, they all bought into the whole, I didn't do it, I don't know that woman, I didn't do it, only for it to come out that he was lying. And they all put their cells, and you had women, you had women who were at the forefront of, of, of their careers and at, at these different levels of government, put their cells on the line for that man only for it to turn out that he, he did lie. And not only did he lie, he abused his power to sexually harass and assault a young woman in his office. Now, we can we can talk about how, well, Monica wanted it. You know what? There's a long way to go in talking about rape culture and other stuff. There's a long way to go in terms of politics yet still. But we are on the verge of a new day. 2018, 2017, there are major elections coming up. We need, we need a change. And that's where we're going to continue we're not going to race to the bottom. We're not racing to the bottom with Hillary and Donald. We're, 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 we're building. We are, we are building. We're going to be stronger than ever. We're going to come back like Voltron. Five lions come together. All right, I'm out. Make sure to stay for, Den, for Ben um, after the Green Party Town Hall. All right? Peace. The Wedding.